Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Chattanooga area, internet area, World Wide Web. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air. From the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River, how are you doing, Mr. MC? I'm doing well. Mr. Sanders, how are you? This I'm morning? good. I'm good. Uh, so how good were you last night? That's all I want to know. I was really good. I represented Tony Sanders Outdoors well and Trout Unlimited at the Fly Fishing Film Tour. Had a great time. Saw some epic films. Uh, apparently, I'm the only fly fisher in Chattanooga that doesn't have a really long, like, Amish beard going. Um, <laughs> if somebody had beard oil, they could have, like, sold bottles and bottles. They, everybody in there had these epic, just, you know, manly fly fishing beards. i got to start growing one. So Can you grow one? Well, the last time I grew a beard, you said it looked like a dog with mange. You remember that? I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so maybe you ought to uh, go out and see if you can buy like a ZZ Top beard or something. Yeah, one of those ones that hooks on over your ears, so I can yeah, <laughs> so I so I can get in better with the fly fishing guy. No, uh, you did a great job last night uh, at the uh, fly fishing film tour, and uh, uh, even the even the bad jokes were not too bad. There were a couple of them were pretty good. Yeah, I was sitting there, I was talking to. Um, uh, your friend Chris, your fishing buddy Chris, and it was the first or second joke you told, and it was there was kind of this delayed reaction. I looked over him and said, "I'm glad he's up on stage dying by himself." <laughs> oh, that was the joke. All right, the joke was, "Why didn't Noah fish? He only had two worms." That, see, yeah. Now somebody's they're laughing. Our producers are laughing. I mean, no, one no. of them is. Just okay. I got half. I'm I'm batting five hundred this morning. So, with that said, <laughs> on stage, you're lucky you didn't get the hook. Yeah, the hook. Got it. I see. I can I can pun too. Yeah. Maybe I should have scaled it back. You said that last night. Yeah. Now it was a great it was a great event. Some unbelievable films. Oh gosh. So there were what uh, ten, eleven films? How many were there? Uh. 12 actually um okay uh some of the some of the highlights uh there were a few that uh, the first one i thought i'll be honest i'm gonna recap the whole uh event the first film i thought was rather i was disappointed i was too it was it was called Landsick. it's uh it just kind of went through a guide's life and you know well this guy is a uh, I, I can't remember his name. He's actually a actually a pretty well known um, musician, mm-hmm. and decided to kind of change his life and spend time. And, and he and he he talked about the 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 epic change in his life when his son was born. Right. And but it, it just there wasn't a lot of fishing, and there was. But there wasn't too much of the music. But there wasn't enough fishing. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't work for me. No, that one didn't work. Um, I didn't think. 
the ones that I really liked, um, the there were three, there were four really really good ones. Uh, one called Chandelier, a group of veterans uh, who all have PTSD or some sort of disability. One guy was uh, had a prosthetic leg. They take inner city kids out on a hundred mile trip down a river in Alaska, and you know it was really good seeing these guys bond with these inner city kids. The kids got to know the veterans. The veterans got to pass on a lot of their great information, and that was a really good film. There was a movie called A Hundred Miles Too. That's different. Yeah, that was a that was a different film. That was about three guys who decided to go down uh, the river in Alaska, and the trials and tribulations of going down an un, literally a uncharted river. Um, there was another one called Dubai on the Fly. How was that? I know you were oh, part of that one. It was awesome. It was awesome. They were catching these huge queen fish, which are a member of the uh, jack species. So there, you know, anything in the jack family is going to pull like, you know, it's going to it's going to spool you. It, it, it's just these fish are just big, mean, and angry whenever you hook one. The uh, film My Mom Vala was about a mother who she lives in Iceland but her family owns a fishing camp in Greenland but it was shot through her daughter's perspective which was really nice and uh, the mom and the daughter get to do some fishing in the film for big Atlantic salmon that are probably longer than my leg and uh, so uh, of all of them mm -hmm. which one did you like the most I really like Dubai on the fly because I got to see a fish species that I'm not familiar with uh, probably will never go. I, I probably will never go to Dubai, but seeing the fish there and the culture there, uh, it it was really interesting to see that. I mean, I could make it to Alaska. Yeah, I I leaned over and uh, was talking to my buddy fishing buddy Chris, and I said, you know, hey, if we go to Dubai next year, we're both going to need like passports and shots. I mean, that's the kind of film I like seeing something that I'm more than likely not going to be able to do. I mean, Alaska, it's doable. Um, Costa Rica, it's doable. Africa is doable. Heck, I would say Dubai is about as inexpensive as going to Alaska. Well, yeah, probably so. But uh, it was I really enjoyed the films, and it was a great night. Uh, I, I was surprised how many people came up to me and said, hey, we listen to you guys every Saturday on the radio. So it was really great meeting some of our listeners. So a shout-out to all the all the people that, that listen to the show. Yeah. Thank no, you. No doubt. Shout-out to the city of Red Bank police officer. Then write me a ticket a few minutes ago. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Thank you, officer. And uh, I do need to give a shout-out to the, uh, the police chief in Red Bank. You missed one. <laughs> you missed one. <laughs> I need to give a shout-out to Brian Pendergrass, who did a lot of work putting together Absolutely. the Fly Fishing Film Tour and uh, the Trout Unlimited chapter, President Steve Fry. Um, really great night, and a lot of money was raised for the Appalachian chapter of Trout Unlimited. Uh, we had some guys. Yeah, they sold pizza at $5 a slice. I'm not saying it was bad pizza, but it was <laughs> I can get a whole pizza somewhere <laughs> for five bucks. Not there you can. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it was a great evening. It, it, I had a lot of fun. Got in late last night, so... I may be a little slow on the pun pickups. You say i got to carry the show today? No, I, I'm going to get some more caffeine. And not a, not a whole lot different and new. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. All right, let's get the, let's go into some deer hunting here since we're fishing. You want the harvest report? I do want the harvest report. All right. For our friend, 
Hang on just a second. Let me get to the harvest report. Uh, this week, statewide, seven thousand. Uh, try it again. Seventeen thousand three hundred and fifty-four. Yeah, it starts already. What season opens today? Shut up. Seventeen thousand. Muzzle loader. Yes. Seventeen. Smoke Poland. Yes. Black powder. Seventeen thousand three hundred and fifty. Barry, who's watching us on Facebook, said he'll have us on in a few minutes. He's getting the old smoke pole ready. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, seventeen. Muzzle loader. <laughs> I'm not saying it. 17,354 uh, this week. Last year, 19,478, a difference of 2,133 from last year. You ready, you ready to watch it jump, though? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Hamilton County, uh, 388 deer taken up to date, 121 in Bledsoe, 131 in Bradley, 128 in Grundy, 274 in Marion, 228 in McMinn, 225 in Meggs, 128 in Monroe, 27 in Polk, 219 in Ray, and 84 in Sequatchie. Your top five counties for deer hunting in Tennessee are Montgomery, Sumner, Sullivan, Giles, Cumberland, and Hamilton County has fallen to number eight. You know, we usually don't fall out of the top five until muzzleloader season opens today. Then we start falling. We we fell early this year, so oh, we were at number five last week. So, I wonder why. I, well, probably because we only took three hundred and thirty-eight deer. Okay, fair enough. How's my bears? Your bears, uh, five hundred. The bears, the bears, five hundred twenty-three statewide. So we've taken five twenty-three already. Correct. Sweet. A lot of bears. Last year was a little bit over 600. Mm-hmm. Bear season goes for about another month. Yep. Uh, the two counties in our area that are actually close to us, 72 have been taken so far in Monroe and 30 in Polk. Which would explain why Polk County is losing the deer battle because they've only taken 27 deer, but they've taken 30 bear. You know, Polk, and, and I talked to the officer up there, it's weird. You have all that farmland and everything up there in Polk County. And their deer harvest is, it's always in the bottom five. I mean, it's just. The only the only county worse than it is Lake. And I think the Lake County where Real Foot Lake is, the only reason I think that county is worse is because the whole county is Lake and there's not a lot of land. <laughs> I'm just saying. The whole county is But it, I, just, I find that weird because you got all the. I, and he said he didn't know. He said he didn't know if they were just concentrating on the bears. Uh, if it's the woods, the mountains, and it's, and and he said the one thing he thinks is you can drive fifteen twenty minutes to get into the mountains and hunt, mm-hmm. or you can drive fifteen or twenty minutes the other way and hunt over farmland, and you're in a different county. Yep. And he says he thinks that's what it is. He thinks they're headed out to, you know, the farmlands, whatever that is, Megs and Bradley, Bradley, and all those. Yeah. Land, flat land, compared to going and hunting in the mountains, which are, as we all know, more difficult. And and I, land, more more opportunity to hunt. True. And I think that it, I don't, I've never seen a lot of deer in the in the high hills, like really big mountains like they have in Polk County, and sheer rock cliffs. Bears, yes. Deer, not so much. You see deer in flat fields, like you said. So. You know, I don't know, but it is what it is, and mm-hmm. I'm still proud of Polk. It's still one of my ten. Mm-hmm. 
Man, it's hard to believe. You realize I've been on the commission now almost a year and a half. Really? Over a year and a half. May of, May of last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Got only got about two years left. I'll vote for you again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't think you voted the first time. No, I didn't get to vote. You don't vote for commissioners, but I'd vote for you if I could. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'd vote for you. Hey, let's turn it into elected position. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be political attack. Oh, you talk about spending money. You talk about dropping millions and millions of dollars on a campaign. Vote for me for wildlife commissioner. We're talking millions. How of much dollars. does it pay? Nothing. Nothing. But I'll tell you what. I can wait to see the attack ads. Tony Sanders. He's a hunter. He wants your vote. Rob Pritula. He only fishes. Don't vote for Rob. Vote for Tony. I mean, you could get some really bad attack ads going. <laughs> well, while we're attacking each other, let's go pay a bill. How's that? Does that sounds, work? sounds good to me. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast sore fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging out on this Saturday morning. 
How many of you are headed to the woods with smoke pole season open, muzzle loader season? I know of one who told me, or actually I know of two, Chris and Chris. Chris Green and Chris Sanders. They're both. They're uh, headed out? They're headed out this morning. Uh, Chris Sanders was talking to him last night at the film tour. And it was, uh, let me just say, it was real nice to see. He had never been to the fly fishing film tour and has been wanting to go many, many years. But uh, it was really great to see some DU guys out there. So, anyway. It was nice of them to come support TU for a change. <laughs> oh, good for them. All right, let's head to the phones. Good morning. How are you today? Hello? Hello? Tony. Hey. Corky. How are you doing? I'm good, Corky. How are you? Fine. I just wanted to know, do you have any numbers yet on how the elk hunt went? Or the, I guess there was three or four or five uh uh, How successful? No, there were all of the archers were successful, and there were three of the five gun hunters that were, I believe. Well, Rob's okay. looking. Rob's looking it up. I've got it in here. It's somewhere. seven or eight. I don't remember exactly what the final. Number. I know. Well, I know. I, I'll know all the archers because we were talking about that. All the archers and the kid were successful, and two or three of the gun people were. Which I find interesting. Uh, we thought that was. I remember we were talking about that. The fact that the archers were good and the the gun guys did not. So, <laughs> yeah, that is unusual. The okay, uh, guys, all I, the all the local guys were, were were tagged out though. They did a good job. We had uh, what three up there? Two or three? Yes. And uh, and they what, did from they, this area. Yes. Yes. Cleveland. Two. Wow. One or one from Cleveland, one from here, one from Chattanooga, yeah. And uh, it seems like there was one, one other one from this area. So, wow. Yeah, okay, it was good. Well, great. I, I appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks, Corky. See you, Corky. Thanks. See you, Beaverman. Morning, gentlemen. What's up? How are you? Let's. Uh, I'm heading to the woods. Missed you last night. Well, I know I. Uh, had a long, hard day of blowing wet leaves. I understand. Ooh. That uh, I met. Uh, uh, I, I met the infamous Chris. Yes. And uh, and his much better half. The wagon burner. And his squaw. And his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's good folk. Yeah. He is. He really was. He really was. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Was, um, Tony, he stood up and I said, "This is why I don't fish with this guy because he's like." Five feet taller than I am. He's <laughs> like, yeah, Rob, come, come, come over here. It's not that deep. Yeah, wait on through. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it's uh, it's time to go to the woods and, and sit. It's cool. It's uh, there's acorns everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, it's time to uh, see what happens. I know many people that like this season as much as any. Oh yeah. And I don't disagree. It's not bitterly cold, and right. it's, and you can take a uh, deer of either sex. And yep. it's just it's 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 a great two week period. Well, I'll, I have a confession to make. Uh-huh. Uh, muzzleloader opened in um, Georgia a few weeks ago, right? And I uh, was going with Chris back. Um, back down in Bay County and talking to him, I was like, you know, I, I pulled my muzzleloader out of a 
um, safe and like, huh? I just something occurred to me to take the ramrod and drop it down the tube. Uh huh. Sure enough, that son of a gun was still loaded from last year. Not uncommon. Didn't, did not have a cap on it, you know, but I, uh, it had one down the tube. So you know, everybody, it's, it's please fun. check yeah. your firearms today before loading them. Absolutely. Your ramrod does not go all the way down the barrel. There's something in it. And it's probably last year's <laughs> last year's. So did you uh, right. did you have any trouble? Did you fire it out or did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 we sat in the woods and it was blowing like 27 miles an hour <laughs> and saw nothing. And so I went and discharged and it was dead on 100 yards. Sweet. So I. What kind of didn't worry about it? Do you I use, cleaned it very well? Hey, Beaverman. Yes, sir. Two way conversation here. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you use Pyrodex or do you use powder? I use Pyrodex, the pellets, because I'm not coordinated enough to measure <laughs> and dump and all that stuff. Rip, rip the rip the end off with your teeth and pour it down the, the barrel like you're supposed to, like you know, like the, all the movies show. Yeah, no, I don't have a powder horn. And yeah. Yank, yank the cork out with my teeth and just kind of eyeball how many grains go. No, I drop three three pellets down in there and then a power belt that easily seats itself down upon the charge. So, all right, and, what, uh, what kind of muzzle loader do you have? Um, I've got a knight uh, that is with the, what do they call it? Uh, anyway, it's got the... You know the two hundred nine primer, with but you got to put them in these little red doohickey things, right? To fit down in the breech, and um, see, I just preload about a half a dozen of those in the little tubes I got at Sportsman's Warehouse, right? Uh, to put in my little pack, and I'm good to go. You know, I find muzzle loader a challenge to because you you mentioned power belt bullets. I I've got one. I've got one muzzle loader that if I try to shoot power belt out of there I may shoot myself in the butt <laughs> it's the craziest thing um, is that the one you fired and I watched the bullet make a left hand turn that, I mean a left hand 90 that. degree angle turn and, and and I had always used the power belts uh, in other muzzle loaders and I tried it in this one and it just doesn't it will not use them period huh. I can I can put um, uh, I think I think that one is a Thompson, and I can put a Thompson bullet in it, and it works just fine. It's the craziest thing. Well, you know, the, fir- the first one I had was a, I, c- I guess it was a Knight too, but it had the little, the old-timey type of little uh, caps you put on the nipple. Right. And you pull the bolt back, and yep. I had, I had uh, gone to a pawn shop and traded a, old 3030 I bought off one of my employees and walked out of there with this thing still in the plastic and read the how to get started part of the instructions. I'm like, well, I could probably do this. And I walked like, I parked the truck and walked like 100 yards down in the, at this nursery, Middle Tennessee. I'm like, well, there's a deer. Kaboom! But after that, then I also, I had instances where the little cap didn't go off or the cap would go yeah. off and the charge would not. Yep. Oh, that's fine. And uh, that only ever happens like on a eight-pointer or better. <laughs> Always. 
Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoy listening, gentlemen, as always. And uh, we'll uh, maybe give you a report next week. Next week, I'll be down in middle Georgia chasing big deers. Big, big deers with uh, centerfire weaponry. There is no S on the end of deers. <laughs> there is if you're from East Tennessee. <laughs> True. True. Just like gravels. Oh, you don't just buy. You can't just buy one gravel. Don't, don't start with me, Carter. Gravels. Don't start with me. <laughs> <laughs> Beaver man, have a good day, man. Good luck on the woods. Thank you, gentlemen. See Be you. Careful. Bye. While we had Beaver man on the phone, I did look up uh, for Corky's question. Participants harvested a total of twelve elk. You were correct during the twenty eighteen deer deer elk hunt. Uh, Archery. They take any of those with muzzle loggers? Uh, doesn't. Uh, don't see it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Charlie Hall from Chattanooga. Yes. Took, took a seven by six at seven hundred and thirty-four pounds. In I zone think it one. would be a six by seven. Did they write it seven by six? They wrote it seven by six. I'm reading it. It's a six by seven. All right. Tell the TW. <laughs> you. I need to tell the TW. I need to call my commissioner. Oh wait. Anyway. I'm going to read the next one. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Murdoch. What, what does your commissioner tell you all the time? Yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, harvested a 9 by 7 or is it 7 by 9 You is know, it, I don't is know. Is it low number, high number? What? I don't I'll, know. I have always heard it low number, high number. But okay. now, now that I'm thinking, I'm wondering if it is right side, left side, or that's left exactly, side, right side. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, are we doing right side, left side, or left side, right side? How about one of our listeners call us at 267-1023 and let us know? Because I honestly don't know. Oh, now, here, here we go. Oh. A, a six by six was taken. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to heck with you. A six by six was taken in zone four. Field dressed at 558 pounds. Good Lord, that's a lot of meat. That is a lot of meat. You know, that's a great question. Uh... I've never heard of the bigger number first. Well, this whole article is written eight by six. Uh, big no. At least here. Uh, uh. While you're doing that, I'm gonna talk. To, while you're going, uh, I'm gonna talk. All right, I'm gonna talk to Barry. Hey, Barry, how are you? Hi. Good morning. I'm headed to the woods for this smoke pole day. And this is I. I love this. I really do love. You know, my big steer digger in my life was taken yep. in muzzleloader season. That's awesome. I have never killed a deer with load. I've only hunt, I've been able to hunt it maybe one weekend or one day of the you know two week period each uh-huh. year just because of the, the scheduling and stuff. So I'm gonna try to get out there a little bit more this year. Well, good. My I got my buddy Jimmy McGowan who listens this time of the year. He usually takes a week off from work just for muzzleloader season, maybe two. He just I, he loves it. I was able to get that draw hunt at Hiawassee last week with muzzleloader, and everything I saw was about a thousand yards away. Right. <laughs> but you know, I let's go forward and try to shoot with a muzzleloader. Just a little. It, just a touch out of range. Hey, I want to argue with you for a second. There right. is an S in deer because when you look up catching deers, you will find that there is an S, and there's a whole brand of it. <laughs> okay. It, it is. It, it's quite fun. It's a. It's a great brand of clothing and uh, apparel and stuff like that. What's, what's it called? Catching deers. Right. You know when you go hunting, somebody says, "Hey, did you catch anything?" Yeah. And yeah, I gave it a hug and let it go. <laughs> My wife did that a couple of years ago. She texted me. I was in the stand. She goes, "You catching anything yet?" And then I then uh, it auto, a little few minutes later, it's like, "Did you shoot anything yet?" It was like, "Thank you, honey. Appreciate you correcting that." Yeah. <laughs> 
It's uh, Mike Fisher and Buck Fisher. I don't know if you know who Mike Fisher is, former uh, National Predator captain. Of, of course, um, yeah. Happens happens to be married to Carrie Underwood. I, right. You know, uh, he and his brother started this brand. Oh, okay, cool. We'll check it out. Now, here here's here's a funny here's a funny story for you. We're actually working on some stuff um, that will be coming out here before long, and uh, with TWRA. And we're going to be we we've got some pretty big stars that are going to be doing some PSAs for us to encourage people to get outdoors and things like that. Well, Mike wants to do something with us, but his you know wife is uh, uh, anti hunting, PETA loving, vegetarian, and so we're uh, we're just vegan. vegan. Vegan, yeah, she is a vegan, and so. <laughs> It's just, it's kind of funny. We are laughing and, and wondering if we could get them both in a commercial together, uh, talking about the outdoors in Tennessee, one with the hunting side, Mike, and then with Carrie talking about the, the hiking and other things. But, right. Uh, that, so, that would be pretty good. Yeah, you know, it would be. I was watching a video one day. Uh, it was just a little short clip, and uh, they were doing something for the Predators. Uh, Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood, Brad had got food. And of course, he got like meat pizza or something like that. He put over there for her vegan hippie food. <laughs> I love it. That is funny. You know, it's it's okay. See, there you go. We can disagree. We don't have to agree. And there's a happily married couple that don't agree on quite a few things when it comes to that. Yes, but hockey keeps them together. But but Mike is Mike's a huge hunter. Huge hunter. He absolutely is, and and Bud is too, and. Uh, I'll shoot you a message about something on okay. uh, Facebook that I can't really say right now. Okay, I'm fair enough. On, so. All right, sounds good. So, so y'all have a good one, now. Thank you. Good Thanks, luck sir. today. All right, see you guys. Bye. All right, so let's uh, go pay a bill. Wow. That was loud. That was very loud. Sorry about that. Morning, everybody. Wake up. <laughs> Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. Give us a call. 267 If you're headed to the woods, all you smoke polars, we want to hear it right now from you. Thanks. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Our speculation was correct after some research. When measuring an elk, you go left side, right side. So the big number, if it's eight on the left, seven on the right, so it would be eight, seven. 
or vi- so it's left right. So you, we speculated correctly. So it, we learned something new. Yeah, I did. There is the educational side of the show right there. We just told you, and we didn't even need to call Randy. Now he could have called in though. Who? Randy. Waterhouse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a question. Why do you give the deer or elk antlers as 8x7 or 8x6 if you're out west, but here we call it an 8-pointer? Why? Same deer. Whitetail's a whitetail. That's a good point. Or is it just a muley whitetail? No, it's an out west thing. Out west. And if you say it here, people look at you like, what? Oh, west is best. I mean, you know, let's go with that. But, I mean, you get those big mule deer out there, and I've always heard mule deer called, you know, four by four. Or... Yeah, muleys are, are done the same way. Right. But I've, I've I talked to my, my family out in Colorado, and they'll refer to a whitetail as a four by four or a four by five, five by five. Right. I think with elk, though, you know, you get an eight by seven, you know, you look at it, you know, let's say you get an eight it's by eight. a 15-pointer. Yeah, a 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that brings to mind, you know, like mutant mutant deer with like fifteen points. Oak Ridge deer, <laughs> yeah, pretty much run around up there. But uh, yeah, I think it's a western thing. But I learned that uh, from our elk one hundred and one. So why don't we start just referring to deer around here as as that, and, and see how long it takes for it to catch on? We'll change the minds of hunters everywhere. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> so that five by five I got in muzzleloader season, ten points sounds better though. I'm just saying, at 10-point or 5-by-5, five 10-point five, sounds better. Okay. I know we need to... I, did, I, I, need, I need to tell my... I need to relive my 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 big 10-pointer. Okay. Just for my own gratification. To get you pumped up. The heck with everybody else. Just for my own. So, Rob, I'm taking Rob muzzleloader hunting for the first time, right? Right. I have two muzzleloaders. I give him my good one. My with, Thompson, with my Thompson Center, uh, with a scope, really nice, ready to go. And then I take the old Sam's Club, hundred and twenty nine dollar, open sided, something. I don't even know what the brand is. And I go sit in my stand. Rob is somewhere in his stand, and I'm sitting there, open sights again. Right, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there waiting, and I see this doe come out, and I'm excited because where there's a doe, there's generally a buck this time of the year. And sure enough, a five by five walks out of the woods. Five by five, and there I am in the stand, muzzleloader in hand, no scope, just open sided. Now, granted, I had gone to the range with Rob. To, to teach him the muzzleloader and had put two in the center of the target at 100 yards open sided. So I was pretty confident in my ability to fire. And the deer turns towards me. The 5x5 five five antlers glistening in the evening sun. I don't know. It was morning, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll play along. Was it morning? The 5x5 five five deer. The antlers glistening in the morning sun as the sun came up over the the ridge. The chickens awakening. You can hear them clucking. Mm-hmm. The sandhill cranes behind us. The turkeys 
and he, he comes towards me. And I shoot this deer, this five by five monster, at about thirty feet <laughs> with my muzzle loader. Thirty feet. <laughs> you're good at you're good at a hundred yards. Thirty. Uh, but come on in, come on in, five by five. So I call Rob. I got a deer, and it's the biggest deer of my life. Mm-hmm. It's a ten pointer. How far was it? It was thirty feet. <laughs> My very first deer I ever shot was at 139 yards. I have never seen <laughs> out of a deer, the same stand. Out of the same stand, but I have never seen a deer up close ever. Every deer I've seen is, uh, I'm I'm with our uh, who is our caller who seeing them at like a thousand yards. That's <laughs> that is my deer hunt. You know I'm gonna have to like arc something over the horizon to actually hit these deer. That was pretty cool though. Oh, that was that, and that deer was it was it was, it was gorgeous. It was a pretty it deer. Uh, it was very symmetrical. Um. Really it, it was it was a pretty deer, but uh, yeah, that was pretty funny shooting it. Um, it, it and, and what happened was, and just so people know, my stand was set up in the the, the food plot was on the left side of the food plot was a stand of pine trees where they bedded down. On the right side of the food plot was hardwoods, and so you had this twenty yard wide food plot. That ran from a long way. I mean, it ran all the way down to the tra- stand, made a hard right-hand turn, and then ran back up around the the, the, the property. And uh, so this deer comes, and, and I shoot him right in the bend where it makes a, actually more than 90 degrees, probably about a 110-degree turn. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, he was just... Uh, I, he couldn't have been more than he was right in the middle of the food plot at at whatever maybe thirty feet forty feet um, big five by five yeah big five by five big five by five <sighs> I remember I st- I've, I've still got pictures of the deer I saw I was scrolling through the pictures the other day and I, I saw that picture of, of the deer and you know now I've got that new muzzle loader that I have not ever fired. Yeah, you got a new one, don't you? I do. A uh, uh, Remington. It was... Um, did I win it or buy it? I think you won it. I think I did. That's, that's right. I won it at a, uh, either... It was Rocky Mountain Elk. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. It was a Remington uh, it, and it shoots the big... Um, not the not even the 209, the bigger um, primer. Whatever that is. Okay. I've never fired it, which is kind of sad. Isn't it so. scoped? Is oh yeah no it's ready to go oh yeah uh, so cool I need to go get it I need to I need to go to the the range today and get it ready go muzzle loading muzzle loading I may do that hmm. I have I find myself with very little to do today huh be a good day to get the the thing run over to Sportsman's go home pick it up take it to Sportsman's figure out what I need get it go to the range get it sighted in. And go shoot it. Sounds like a plan. Hmm. hmm. That works for me. I think so. Maybe you'll get another 5x5 five five or a 6x5. Or a 4x4. Four 4x4 four. Four four would work. Or even or a... A doe. Even a 0x0. Zero zero. I mean, those taste good, too. Those taste good. Absolutely. All right. It's time to go pay a bill, I think. I believe it is. All right. When we come back. Ducks. I hear ducks. 
going to be part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023. Love to hear about you. Headed to the woods this morning. We'll be right back. Here come the ducks, hit the high baller. Shut up the dogs, stare at the water. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Mabee's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Mabee's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Mabee's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you're watching us on Facebook, yes, I am decked. I'm, I'm the man in black. And it's all mess with me not NRA today. Yes. NRA hat, NRA hoodie. NRA gun. <laughs> Probably. I would not. Or two. Or two. Yeah, I mean, so. you never know. Hey, and I do appreciate Facebook is not uh, three and a half minutes delayed today. I just saw you wave, which you waved when we came back in. Okay. So Good for us. I don't know what the deal was last week. It was weird. But yes, yeah, it was like a four-minute delay or something. Yeah, like that. it was. It was really weird. But yes, I am. I am sporting my NRA hoodie in the forty-two degree weather that we had outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a day to be headed to the woods. Speaking of which, it, and I, we kind of talked about this on the way over. Is it me? It was like a week ago everything was green, and now it's like boom. I I noticed uh, and, last night same thing. Um, the and I really hadn't paid attention to it because it's it's a tree in my front yard. And my dog loves to go kind of hanging around the tree. Um, That's his tree. Well, he but peed on it. It's no, he never pees on oh. it. He just likes to go under the the, the limbs. Kind of, I haven't trimmed them for the you know the winter, mm-hmm. so they kind of he likes to run under them. But anyway, uh, I went out last night and I went, dang, that thing's yellow. Yeah, and it it wasn't yesterday or two days ago. I know it, it. It seems like we're we're turning fast, but I don't see. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fall's one of my favorite times of year. The colors just aren't popping. I'm not. I'm not seeing. The, maybe it's early. Maybe we're. Maybe it's the it's because it's been so wet. I'm not seeing the brilliant yellows and the red. I'm seeing reds and the other colors and like that. But I'm just not seeing the really really pretty colors. Everything's either going like. 
green, yellow, dead. I mean, there's no in between. So I don't know. I just thought it was real quick. But what do I know? And we do appreciate everybody watching us on Facebook and watching the show on Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook Live. Other than when they cut the music out. So we have anything on the calendar? I mean, are we are we in officially in we are hunting f- season? We are way officially in hunting season. The only things that are coming up uh, today, muzzle loader season opens up. What is it? Muzzle loader season opens good, up. Good. Gun season opens up on the seventeenth yep. of November, and Sandhill Crane opens up December first through the eighteenth. Uh, sorry, first through the seventeenth of January. Can I guide for you to this year? Yes. Can I, I go? It. Yes. Can I go out and watch the Sandhill Cranes with while you shoot them? Sure. Yes. Love to have you along. Can I be your Sherpa? Yes, you may. It'll it'll be payback for ten years of me carrying all your crap. In the field. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a chair. I'm carrying a chair. Three, two ammunition bags. My rifle. All he's carrying. He's now. Granted, I will give you. He just had knee surgery and he's I mean, up so, literally no. like weeks before. You're moving a little bit slow. I've got a chair that you're going to be sitting on. I'm carrying all this stuff. I got your your shell bag over my shoulder. I've got your all your other stuff. I've got your call bag. I got all this stuff. I'm walking. My arms are like packed. I look like some sort of mule that's been loaded up to go into the woods for like nine weeks. And I hear, and boom, boom. Well, I got my two. We hadn't walked five feet, and I'm sitting there going, and I'm ducking these birds as they're coming down because they're falling at me, and I'm, like, having to stop walking. That was cool stuff. That was cool. I'll give you that. That was awesome. Because <laughs> I literally had to stop because the, the crane fell, like, right at my feet. And you were like, can you pick that up, too, Rob? Can you, let's go ahead and pick that up and drag it over there. Yeah, sure, no problem. I, I don't have anything else, Gary. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I, I have to admit. Uh, a lot of times we embellish. That was pretty much how it was happening. No, that was how it happened. Uh, yeah, we we do embellish, but no, this was dead on accurate. It was funny. <laughs> but you got yours that day too. So, oh yeah. So oh, we, yeah. we limited out. We were done. Yeah, we had a great time, and it, it was. And it, I actually, the, actually, the third bird uh, I got was even funny too, because you were, I think, going after your bird, right? That had fallen kind of right in the edge of the the woods. And I'm sitting there, and I just happen to turn around, and there's two birds coming directly at me, and we're kind of up on a little rise, and they're going to have to either fly under the tree limbs where I'm standing Mm -hmm. or fly over them. But whatever the case was, they weren't going to be very high when they got to us. No. And sure enough, it it was was like a, a low house, you know, seven shot. It was just boom. Okay, I'm now I'm finished. I'm done. All right, we're going to go pay a bill or two, top of the hour news. And when we come back, Rob and I will be discussing some other things. Tony Sanders Outdoors, thank you so much for being part of the show. We appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, enjoying this beautiful opening day of muzzleloader season and cool weather. Love, loving the cool weather. So what's happening? I mean, we got all kinds of show prep we hadn't got to in weeks. Well, uh, Somebody asked me last night, what, what's the show about tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. You're... I'm the writer. <laughs> it's clean out the show, clean out the closet Saturday. All right. Uh, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I've got one that I do want to talk about, relatively new okay. uh, uh, news. Uh, there's an agreement uh, to allow continued funding for federal trout hatchery operations and stocking programs. An agreement between TVA and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will continue funding for trout production and stocking of TVA dams and tailwaters in Tennessee and Georgia. So that's great. Uh, they have does been, TVA, what dams does TVA have that we stock? Uh, Center Hill. No, I'm sorry, that's Corps of Engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh is a TVA dam. Okay. Uh, yep, Blue Ridge is a TVA dam around here. Ocoee is a TVA dam. Okay. Uh, everything except on the Tennessee River and the Caney Fork is TVA. Those two are gotcha. Corps. Okay. So, uh, the agreement provides a partnership and funding through fiscal year 2021. So they're going to be doing a lot of work at the National Fish Hatchery at Dale Hollow uh, and the hatchery at the Chattahoochee Forest and the Hiawassee River, Blue Ridge, Boone, Cherokee, Fort Patrick Henry, Normandy. You know, there's TVA gets a, a bad rap, and sometimes they deserve it um, on some of the things they do. But, you know, TVA is main function i can't remember is it is it flood control then power production yes um and but wildlife is also up there and they actually do a lot of work for wildlife they do things sometimes that drive you nuts Uh, but they do a lot of work for wildlife and i mean as a fisherman we get angry at tva because you know they're flowing and we can't get on the river but they're flowing for a reason and it's flood control if we didn't have TVA, we'd have a lot worse floods around here. And I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a double edged sword. We don't we'd rather be on the river. And a lot of these rivers that they have dammed would have been great warm water smallmouth fisheries, which they took away by damming it. So in turn, they returned us some trout because it's now a cold water fishery. And there's a lot of great opportunities to fish below the dams. Just be sure and check Generation before you go out. There's a great app online, TVA. Get the app, and you can see when they're going to generate, when they're going to turn on, how many generators, and the flow report. So be sure to check that before you go wading into a stream, please. And end up out in the middle. Come get me. Come get me. <laughs> yeah, hanging in a tree in the middle of the river. Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually seen people in the you know climbing up trees in, on what used to be an island in the middle of the river. Uh, let me see. There was another one I wanted to hit. I, you, want, you want to go political or no? Um. Yeah, speaking of that, just just so everybody knows, uh, I'm often asked why I don't get political on this show, and it's real simple. I don't want to. Um, now, Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., I will be on these airwaves with Brian Joyce and Bill Lockhart. I will be the lone conservative voice <laughs> on the radio that morning, and uh, would love for you to call in and. Oh, I will. 
and and give me a little bit of support because I'm gonna need it against those two liberal tree hugging, otter scrubbing, crystal wearing Democrats. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need help. And they're Yankees to boot. And Yankees to boot. No, <laughs> Bill's from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I believe. That's northern Alabama. That's true. It's not L.A. It's not lower Alabama. It's northern Alabama. So, yeah. So I'm going to need some help. So uh, tune in. Now I'm going to be talking a little bit. Um, uh, you know, that is election day, and you need to get out and vote. Record number early voting. Uh, over Well over a million voters. Um, I haven't got the final numbers. Almost 70,000 people voted here in Hamilton County. That's great. So thanks for the turnout. Way to be. The apathy is drives people like me when i was doing that mm-hmm. nuts well if you don't vote you're a subject not a citizen there you go so anyway i'm gonna be on saturday morning so now back to politics this is this is really weird yes uh north dakota democrats threaten hunters with loss of license for voting now now and just so everybody knows we didn't write this we didn't write the headline. That was the headline, actually, as published, wherever you got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the North Carolina Democrat... No, not in North Carolina. Not, sorry. North Dakota. Sorry. North Dakota Democratic Nonpartisan League recently paid for a Facebook ad threatening the state's hunters with the loss of their out-of-state licenses if they vote in the upcoming congressional elections. The ad says, Attention hunters, if you vote in North Dakota, you may forfeit your hunting licenses you have in other states. If you want to keep your out-of-state hunting licenses, you may want to, you may not want to vote in North Dakota. The ad reads, "This was a Facebook ad. Uh, DNR, uh, a, the DNR uh, representative Randy Messenger uh, said that he was very confused when he saw the ad. We have never heard of that. So DNR didn't know anything about it, and it appears." It's a plot to suppress the vote in North Dakota of hunters. Because when you click on the ad, it takes you to the North Dakota Democratic Party, right? Correct. So Interesting. It, it seems really questionable to me. And, you know, you see that on Facebook. And if it's on Facebook, it must be true. We? Yeah. So, um... I don't know. That just that seems like a really low low way to go in a campaign. I mean, even even that just seems really really low. They, um, I do find it interesting that they uh, they they did that, uh, and it seems like if I'm in, if I'm in the Dakotas, I'm going to um, that's going to fire me up more. I would hope so. I would hope so, because, you know, if the hunters don't vote, the first thing that, and I mean, I may be, I may be going down the primrose path here, but if the hunters don't vote, then it'd probably be easy to take away their right to hunt. And if it's easy enough to take away their right to hunt, then it's easy enough to take away their right to bear arms. So, right. I mean, we could go there. I mean, sure. it's a stretch, but I, I really disagree with this and, and threatening somebody, you know, you may forfeit your hunting licenses in other states if you vote in this election. So don't go out and vote. Really? That one. That one irked me. That that really irked me. But I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I, I found that just really bizarre. Yeah, that one was really bizarre. I thought so. I, that's that's a good word, bizarre. What else we got? Uh, well, we got hunting, we got fishing, we got. Uh, Is that the only idiots outside? No, that wasn't idiots outside. I just put that. What outdoors? Uh, that one was under hunting. Hey, I'm gonna let a listener take us in a certain direction. You want to? Sounds good to me. While I'm looking. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. It's Chris Sanders. Saw you guys last night. Oh man, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just driving to uh, Bradley County. Going to go in the woods for a little while today. Got your muzzle loader but, ready uh, to go? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's tuned up. My nephew chose muzzle loader over rifle last weekend for the youth and uh, used it to harvest some big doe. And so I know it's good to go. Just gotta. Well, he may be a better shot on. than you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Did you enjoy the uh, field last night? Oh, I did. I did. It was the first time going coming up to that event. Um, I've had some conflicts trying to get there the past couple of years, but I was excited to go and uh, had a great time. It was a fun event. It really was. Right. Um, neat, kind of neat, neat spot. But uh, yeah, I saw that article that you guys were talking about in North Dakota, and uh, you know, I was driving. Uh, I was, you know, my wife was driving. I was sitting there looking at the phone. I was like, "Can you believe this?" You know, kind of kind of caught me off guard. But I honestly, I wasn't that surprised. It's desperate times for those guys. So yeah, it, I don't. But see, to me, I think number one, I think there's two things. If you do something that is blatantly a lie, right, you ought to be punished. I I agree. I you know honestly, I I feel I hope that the sportsmen of uh, you know South Dakota are smarter, or North Dakota, whichever one was are smarter than, than they, th- they think they are. I think that they just play sportsmen as dumb yokels that just carry guns in the woods and don't know what they're doing. I mean, but the, I, I find it to be the opposite. I find most sportsmen to be very in, in tune with uh, politics and, and the environment, and they they vote accordingly. And it, yeah, they are so they're, they're very engaged. We are conservative, really, um, on average. Yeah. Except for all those hippie fly fishers. Uh, hi, uh, you, you never know, man. Some of those guys, you know, they, they can be either way, but they, they're very conservative, too, you know, on, as a group, I think, outdoorsmen in general. Yeah, I, I asked Rob how so, I many man buns he saw last night. Three. At the, um... Yeah. <laughs> you know, personally, I didn't see any, but uh, Rob and I were discussing he might have been the only uh, individual there without a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the ladies, of course. Yeah. So. I don't know. There's a couple of them that did. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Could have been. It was dark. It was hard to see. You know, watching those videos, but, uh, <laughs> but it was it was a good event. It was fun. Uh, I appreciate those guys putting that on, and uh, I like to get out and and just uh, you know enjoy an event. You know, working with the uh, you know the, uh, the event so much, it's hard sometimes to actually have a good time and enjoy what you know the effort you put into it at the uh, organization you volunteer with. But when you go to another organization, it's kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Hey, what'd you end up winning? You won something. Uh, I won a a hammock. Oh, that's right. Um, An emo double nest hammock. And uh, it's rated for big boys, so I'm good. 400 pounds. I I think I I made a couple people get in there. There you go. Awesome. (laughs) Either that or it's a long-range slingshot for your kids. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter got up this morning uh, when I was getting ready, and she was already eyeing it. So I'm sure I'll lose it. So <laughs> so. Now, did she did she get up and take the dog out, the new puppy? 
Uh, she did. She actually did. Uh, I I didn't wake her up. She just woke up. She was running on adrenaline. She lost. A, she got a new puppy yesterday and uh, lost a tooth. So Ooh. she just was itching to wake up. And uh, I, I was downstairs getting my hunting gear on, and I heard you know her running around upstairs. She came down to say hi, and I told her just to you know back away from mommy, and uh, you know just 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 be be quiet for a couple hours. But, so, but they uh, we took the dog out, and everything's going good. So far, no accident. First dog we ever brought home and hadn't had an accident within a couple hours. Well, I, I tell you what, and, uh, you know, and, and Gunner house-trained in, I think he went in the house three times is all, ever. Really? I mean, it was amazing. Well, that'll be amazing. I, can't, I hope so. I mean, I've heard from other um, she seems pretty smart. She seems, right. they're, they're, they're just seem like she's, she's got a great personality. So we can't wait to let all that emerge and, and yep. figure out how it's going to work with our little family. But, uh, so far, so good. Good. Good for you. Well, I hope, uh, uh enjoy the show. All right, man. Hope uh, you, uh, you put, hope you have fun. And, uh, I look forward to hearing about it, uh, Monday night, I guess. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it's a success story and not a fail or something, you know, or at least just a pretty morning. There you go. Sounds good, man. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Chris. All right. Big week. Big Pu- week. Puppy and lost a tooth. Big there week at the Sanders house. Oh, I meant to ask him how much how much the um, tooth fairy brings to that Sanders household. What does it bring at the, your Sanders household? Hunter gets five bucks. Five bucks for a tooth? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm a grandfather. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. All I can, right. I can do that. Yeah, I can see that. All right. <laughs> he got 20 on the first one. He let me 20? He let me pull it. Okay. All so right. he got all rewarded. Right. All right. All right. All right. We're going to go pay a bill. Hey, I'm a grandfather. You know, I don't care anymore. Yeah. As I told my son when, when Hunter was born, as long as you realize he's going to get everything you always wanted, we're okay. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, 
Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. A couple of more things we're going to talk about. One I I found really kind of interesting. A South Carolina family says, please don't shoot our pet deer. His name is George. I think it's illegal to have a pet deer in South Carolina, just like it is in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. A South Carolina family who adopted a pet deer is asking local hunters not to kill it, according to a Facebook post. The family said they allow George to roam freely around their Chester County property and beyond. But as the region gets... <laughs> it's the ambiance going to get him. Yep. And the re- as the region gets in deep into hunting season, they felt compelled to alert local hunters. Local hunters, please don't shoot these seven-point deer with yellow tape around its antlers. Wait, 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 they put tape around his antlers? Yes, bright yellow tape. Oh, that makes the target much easier to find. Exactly. <laughs> if you see him, it's George. Hey, look what I got here. What? There's George. They put electrical tape, yellow electrical tape. All right, why don't we just, you know, you know what they should have done instead of that yellow electrical tape? Taking red paint and drawing a circle on it so everybody knows that that's the de- uh, no that would be a bad idea wouldn't it? Draw a circle, a big red circle on the side to let you know that's that's George. Oh, they have. Oh, that's such a that's such a sweet story. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a minute. Is there an update to the story? No way. Oh my. <laughs> There's a. Buddy sent this kill. I wonder what the yellow tape was for. <laughs> oh, Lord. There would be... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, George is... George is no more? George is dead. George is no more. Sorry, folks. I did not get to update this story. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Tony found a picture of a hunter who shot a deer with yellow electrical tape around its antlers. Oh, that's just too funny. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the guy's name is Jason Lozano. Uh, 
He killed George. He killed George. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going south really quick. Oh man, I should I should have. We should have. We should have searched this. All right. So, all right. Next story. Next story. <laughs> Hang on. Oh Lord. This is classic. Oh man. Um. I w- I wonder where they sell that Target tape at. I wonder if Sportsman says any. Oh, Lord. This Carl, is... y'all get any yellow tape we can put around our, our pet, pet deers to pet. a deer? There, you did it. Pet deers. Pet deers. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, all right. Now, here's one for all you people who think you've heard it all. I have got the long-haired, tree-hugging, otter-scrubbing, crystal-wearing PETA. Vegan idiot news of the day. PETA says that cow's milk is a symbol of white supremacy. Yes, you heard that correctly. No, I'm not joking. They have come out with this. Most people learn growing up that milk is good to drink for growth and bone development, but not everyone believes that. According to animal rights activist PETA's Twitter page, drinking milk is a symbol of white supremacy. Cow's milk has long been used as a symbol of white supremacy. So be sure and ditch dairy. How they came to that conclusion, I don't know. But my first question was, and I'm just going to throw this out there, what about chocolate milk? Does that mean you support Black Lives Matter? I mean, I don't know. What's going on? PETA opposes the consumption of milk because they believe that the act of milking the cow is abusive and it strips the animal of its dignity. Okay. And the reason it is considered white supremacy is because a, a lot of the it says here a lot of minorities are lactose intolerant so when you drink milk it makes them feel bad okay but now just out of curiosity mm-hmm. what does my drinking milk have to do with anything about uh, someone else that's lactose intolerant it shows your superiority according to PETA okay. and drinking milk is bad because it comes from an animal and all animals need not to be stripped of their dignity. Gotcha. And by milking them, you're abusing them. I can't believe these dirty hippies. I swear, every time they get worse and worse, just when I think they have just gone off the deep end, they come up with something so totally stupid that it it goes into the abyss of ridiculous. There we go. Now one qualifies. Oh, Lord. Uh, I need to apologize to Chris Sanders. Apparently he wrecked when we were doing the George story. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> that is just too funny. I guess I should have done a little more research. I just I just saw the story and put it up there. I should I guess I should have followed up. That, that that's all right. I did the research. We're good. That was my bad. Is for and and this this story I, I do find kind of disturbing actually. Uh yeah. Uh on on several now this guy was a commissioner in Idaho, correct? Correct. Uh, so he was a wildlife commissioner, just like myself. I'm assuming that's an unpaid position out there. Yes. Okay. So a volunteer. Uh, serving the the hunters and sportsmen of Idaho, correct. Goes in act goes to Africa with his. Does he's down there with his family or just down there? Just down there. On okay, a- and he kills a family of baboons in Africa. Um, and I'll let you take it from there. Uh, basically, the commissioner uh, shared the photos of himself in Africa, posing with the family of baboons that he killed. On a hunting trip, uh, Lieutenant Governor Butch Otter, who had reappointed Fisher for a four-year term in June, 
asked for and has received his resignation, according to the governor's office. Otter cited Fisher's poor judgment in sharing the graphic hunting photos with more than 100 people, along with texts that may be insensitive as well. Uh, his, uh, Fisher gave his resignation letter. Uh, one of the photo, hunting photos, uh, the Commissioner Fisher smiles as he props up the head of two baboons with a young, another young one sitting on his lap. Um, and basically, it was a good kill. Everything was legal. Everything was above par. It was just the photos and I want to say kind of a lack of decorum in posting the photos. And it basically cost uh, former Commissioner Fisher his appointment to the Idaho Game and Fish. So, um, so here's that's an interesting that's an interesting dilemma. Mm-hmm. It was a legal hunt in Africa. Correct. Much like Cecil the Lion. Exactly. Um, matter of fact, here's the picture of it. If I can get it here. Well, it's, uh, he did it with the bow and arrow. Correct. And he's propping up the animals to get a photo. I mean, but people found that to be. Well, the. Controversial, shall we say? Well, <laughs> probably the one thing he did. Well, number one, and, and you and I've had this discussion. I'm a little cautious about what I stick on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. Not that there's anything I'm ashamed of, and and I do have dead animals on Facebook. That's not the deal. Uh, but I am I am cognizant of what I'm putting out there. Um, I don't know that I would have put the little bitty one on there for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks like he's killed a, a male, a female. Actually, a male, two females that look about the same size, and then a actually a juvenile of some kind. Um And, and Fisher bragged about killing a family of baboons and sent a photo of the dead animals, including a baby, in its mother's arms to co-workers. Now, at some point, you got to say, do I share this with co-workers? Now, would I send this to you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Would I send this to most of my buddies, many that have called in here today? Absolutely. Would I send it to somebody I work with? No, probably not. Yeah. Um, I'm speculating here, but do you think it's because it's a primate it makes it even worse? You know, I don't know. And and I don't, I don't, you know... and I can't speak for Idaho. In Tennessee, we serve at the pleasure of the governor. I mean, I'm appointed by the governor. There's four, nine of us are appointed by the governor, and four of us are appointed by uh, other people other than the governor, uh, Speaker of the House and the um, Lieutenant Governor. Okay. Um, but 
it can be taken away. You can be asked to resign. And are you going to sit there and tell the governor, no, I'm not going to resign to the job you appointed me to? Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Did he make a mistake? Did he do anything wrong? Did he do anything wrong? No. Did he make a mistake by sending it to coworkers and stuff? Maybe. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was coworkers in the wildlife or if it was um, coworkers somewhere else. I don't have a clue. And maybe out there it's a paid position. Maybe he actually works for Idaho. I don't know. And I mean, you know, again, my speculation of if it had been a deer, would there be such an uproar? I mean, people see Cecil the lion, and, and again, to bring it full circle, George the deer, once you start anthropomorphizing these animals, giving them names and, you know, thinking they're, you know, your best friends and all that, maybe if it had been a deer, it'd be a different story, but it was a primate, and, you know, maybe that freaks some people out. That's entirely speculation on my part. Yeah. All right. Who knows? It's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm actually reading an or- article. Uh, and uh, he killed uh, the baboon family, a giraffe, a leopard, and other animals while on a two-week trip to Ambia. Hmm. There you go. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm sitting here watching Facebook Live and not realizing I'm supposed to be talking. <laughs> Boy, that's sad. Yeah, I did a little bit more reading here in the break. Um, and, um, you know, you made the comment, is it because it was a primate? So the first guy that complained about this commissioner, um, my reaction to the photo and the accompanying text of you smiling and holding a family of primates you killed dismays and disappoints me. Disappoints me. Travy said. Travy was a former commissioner. Fred Travy, uh, he was a former commissioner. I have a difficult time understanding how a privileged person to be an Idaho Fish and Game Commissioner can view such an action as sportsmanlike and, 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 and be an example to others. He was on a legal hunt. Yes. And this is from another commissioner? Yes. Wow. Former Commissioner Tony McDermott also sent an email to the governor's office saying 
He and six other former commissioners agree with Travy's approach to this potentially explosive issue. Governor Otter said in a statement Monday, every member of the administration is expected to exercise good judgment. Commissioner Fisher did not. Accordingly, I've accepted his resignation. What? Okay, again. So what was his misjudgment? Was it sending the email? Apparently. Or was it the kill? Which one was it? Yeah. You know, this dentist um, that killed Cecil, you know, they tried to ruin his life. They did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I, I, again, um, and, and, and this is nothing new. You and I have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't share everything. I have a filter, and there's a reason for it, is to avoid the backlash. Now, it's not that I'm ashamed of it. It's not that it's to avoid the backlash mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's real easy to, I mean, if somebody, like, we, like we've always said, if somebody is neutral on hunting, you know, that could push them to the anti-hunting side, you know, very easily. So, uh, something I do need to point out, uh, this was, this came across uh, my email yesterday. Uh, the 2018-19 trapping season for the state of Tennessee, the date is incorrectly listed in the 2018-2019 hunting and fishing guide as the following week. The correct guide is on the TWA website at TennesseeWildlife.org. The season the species open for trapping on November 16th, November 16th, include fox, bobcat, mink, muskrat, possum, river otter, raccoon, spotted skunk, striped skunk, and weasel. Trapping season is open until February 28th, 2019. Hey, and let me say, uh, the there was actually a couple of errors in the printed stuff, uh, and, and, and the people that were responsible for it actually feel bad. Um, but with that said, if you don't have the TWRA on the Go app on your smartphone, you're missing out. Uh, it is correct and has always been correct on there. Uh, if they find an error, they fix it on there. So go and check it out. TWRA on the Go uh, in your app store or the, the Google store, whatever they call that. What do they call? Oh, you don't know. You got an Apple phone too. Um, so whatever they call the Google Store. So, just wanted to get that information out there because that was a misprint. So, trapping season opens the sixteenth. Right. All right, man. Man, can you believe we're in the last fifteen minutes of the show already? Actually, no. It has gone by quick today. Uh, now you're you're batching it this week. Are you going to do any fishing? I'm thinking I might. I'm thinking I might go do a little fishing today. Uh, maybe get out a little bit later this evening after I get a few chores around the house done. So It was kind of interesting talking to you and Chris about Tenkara rods last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot which one it was where they were showing the big uh, uh, tarpon. And, and your first comment was, I don't think a Tenkara would work. No, definitely not. They were some 200-pound tarpon that were... Uh, being taken on film and these fish their eyeball was bigger than a half dollar and the scales on them were probably the size of uh, saucers for coffee cups these were monstrously huge fish and these guys were using 12 weights reels fly reels probably you know 12 inches in diameter i mean they were huge they were but they were they were catching some big fish and uh, it was really great seeing all those wonderful films the the again the cinematography was just amazing the music was okay um some of them better than others 
a uh, lot of drones, a lot of drones. So, uh, got one more story here I want to hit. Uh, let me okay. fi- find it here. And just for everybody's uh, knowledge, it looks like sunrise is at 8.02. So, legal shooting would be 7.32. Be prepared. You got uh, about 45 minutes to get ready. And current temperature is 41 degrees and 39 degrees in Saudi Daisy, 38 in the Spring City. Hmm. Perfect weather for being in the woods. Especially on the opening day of muzzle loader. You finally said it. Yes, I've said it twice, but you didn't catch it the first time. Uh, a California teen was bitten by a shark uh, while diving for lobsters off the coast of California. He's been offered a lifetime fishing licenses with additional privileges uh really yes young mr hayes he's been offered the opportunity to be a a a bait (laughs) apparently mr hayes 13 was presented with a special gift at an event uh from the california wildlife officers foundation just two weeks after the attack hayes and a friend were diving in about nine feet of water about 150 yards off the san diego suburb of i'm gonna mispronounce this incitus uh, on September 30th when the incident occurred. Witnesses estimate the shark, a great white, was about 11 feet long. Badly bleeding, Mr. Hayes was pulled onto a kayak by a group of rescuers and airlifted to Rady Children's Hospital. We got very, very lucky and we know it, and we are very thankful, his mother said. Despite the life-threatening experience, he says he can't wait to get back in the water, and hopefully the lifetime fishing license provided by the officer wildlife officers foundation will benefit him so he probably won't be using that lifetime license for a long time then if he's going back in the water where the sharks are well i mean statistically he got bit by a shark the odds of getting bit by a shark twice are a lot higher i mean yeah i think a matter of fact i think the they said the odds of winning the lottery the other day was the same as getting bit by a shark and struck by lightning at the same time with a meteorite hitting you in the head something like that. yeah i mean it was the statistical odds were just amazing but yeah uh i don't know about diving for lobsters though uh, uh, in great whites not so much bull sharks no if if they're blue sharks nah, i don't have a problem with them but you don't have a problem with blue sharks no they're they're like they're like the dogs of the sea they just come along and they're curious i've seen them around i've seen them lots when we fished off of uh uh new england and they'll come up to the boat and just swim around and you know, and then they go their merry way. Great whites, yeah, they got they're a little bit more aggressive. The bull sharks are definitely more aggressive than great whites. Stay away from them. So, all right. I thought it was cool that they gave him a lifetime license. All he had to do was get shark bit. You too can get a license for from the state of Tennessee. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was from the officers reserve fund. Yeah, that it was not from the state of California. Oh, you are correct. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I wondered, because most states won't do that. Hmm. But that's the same thing, like, you know, NWTF here gives away lifetime licenses. They actually pay for the license. It's not like they're giving away uh, or getting a discount. They pay for the licenses like everybody else. Okay. So that's how that kind of works. It was nice of them to do that. Oh, absolutely. So is that going to be offered in Tennessee if anybody gets bit by a shark? If anybody gets bit by a shark in Tennessee, you will provide them a lifetime license. Okay. Fair enough. Mm, okay. Are there sharks in Tennessee? No. 
Okay. Well, there can be in Memphis. The bull sharks can swim up the Mississippi. Um, they All right, let me back up. Anybody that can hear us talking about this, not on the Internet, but on regular airways. Yeah. Okay. I'll we will give that. them a lifetime yeah. license if they get bit by a shark. I'm, I'm with you on that. And I did research. You asked me the other day what I looked up the northernmost shark attack, and it was somewhere in Illinois. A bull shark swam up the Mississippi River and attacked somebody in Illinois. Gotcha. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll be right back, wrapping it up. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, wrapping it up this beautiful Saturday morning. Hey, we've got a lot of things happening in town, in the area, so you be careful. Head of the Hooch is happening. Huge rowing event. Now, that's not exactly a kayak fishing type event, but it is uh, a lot of rowers out on the river, so be careful, and uh, that'll be going on all weekend. And then, of course, the political motherload. Uh, President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence will both be here Sunday night. Uh, so that will be crazy area downtown. Mm-hmm. So be careful if you're out and about uh, the downtown area with all the, the head of the Hoochers and the president, and it's going to be nuts. I bet you could troll behind one of those racing skulls. They're pretty quick. I bet you could troll. think so? I think so. But wouldn't that slow you down if you have to fight a fish? And yeah, maneuvering the boat would be kind of hard because you got eight people. All right, everybody turn left. You know, <laughs> hey, or port. You, sorry, use the nautical term port. Have you ever um, have you ever done sculling like that? Yes, I have. I did back up in up in Massachusetts. <laughs> I did out on the the Crimson River <laughs> or whatever it's called. I did off t- Harvard. I did Harvard. Harvard. Uh, I did uh, two man. I, I didn't do singles or eights or sweeps. I did uh, two-man. so I wasn't very good. I was pretty much just, you know, ballast at that point. So you, you slowed down the, the skull. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so that would be going on, so be careful. All the people heading out to the woods, be careful. If you're going up in a tree stand, wear your safety vest. For God's sakes, don't be stupid and become a statistic. Uh, 
Um, I mean, please. Mm-hmm. I can't get over There's still people out there climbing trees without vest on or safety harnesses. That's just nuts. It is. All right. We were talking about deer harvest being down. Yes. So we're off a couple of thousand. Your question was why? We are off 2,133 from la- this time last year. Okay. And the number's the same. Last year, muzzleloader hadn't opened up yet. Okay. So we're just off by 2,000. Uh, all the counties in your area are down except for Bradley, Marion, McMinn, Monroe, Polk, and Sequatchie's up by one. So. Okay. All right. Why, so why do you think? I'm thinking heat, and you said wet. Well, I did say wet, and here's why. Um, we've had a very wet year, mm-hmm. which means there was a lot of moisture to create a lot of acorns. Uh, and so, therefore, uh, the deer don't have to travel nearly as far for food. So they're not moving as much. Uh, and if they're not forced to get out and look for food, they're not going to. And we hunters are fairly lazy, and a lot of us will not go that far. You know, we we, we joke about Prentice Cooper up here, 26,000 acres, and everybody hunts within 200 yards of the road. Yeah, true. So, you know, if you get back away from the, the beaten path, you're liable to run into a situation where, kind of like those guys last night on the 100-mile the, the fishing uh, film, you know, they're fishing for fish that have never been fished for. So you get off the beaten path and you get back there to where they bed down and eat. If But if a deer doesn't have to travel, if all they have to do is roll out of bed and, and walk over and start eating acorns, that's what they're going to do. That makes sense. I mean, it's not real complicated. They sleep, they eat, they make baby deer. And that's that's all they're doing. And... If they don't have to expend a lot of energy to do that, then they're not going to. So we've seen it before where you've had a, a really good acorn crop. Uh, the deer just don't move much. Oh, If deer aren't moving, people aren't shooting. See, this is the educational portion of the show that I love. Well, I learn stuff. And, and if you disagree, call in next week and tell me. But that's just that's kind of my speculation on it. I think it's good. All right, our buddies at Sportsman's, I want to talk about this real quick. They are um, doing a guaranteed best price in Tennessee. That's pretty cool. That is. Uh, They'll beat any competitor's advertised price by 5%. Period. It's not complicated. Is that it? Is that the gist of it? That's it. Simple. They want to sell it to you, and if they can't, they'll beat it by 5%. Whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, hunting, doesn't matter. 5% deal. Brand name products, best prices. And, this one more thing, guns. They have, that, I don't know if you've been in there, they got a, a, a wall of guns. But if that's not good enough for you, they have more on their website, sportsmanswarehouse.com. You can go on there, pick it out, and I've actually had my eyeball on something and ship it right into the location here and go pick it up. You don't have to pay for the shipping. You don't have to do anything. It's just coming to the store. And you pick it up. 
That's a pretty cool deal. That is a cool deal. 8,000 guns online. Guaranteed best price. Why go anywhere else? Sportsman's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Highway 153 in Lee Highway. What you got your eye on? I've been looking at a Creedmoor. Hmm. Mm. 6.5? 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, I texted you the other night. I watched a, I watched a movie. Yeah. It was a magic revolver. That It was a forty four revolver. Fired nine times. And I called Tony and I said, no, not going to happen. All right. Show's done. Thank you so much. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll see you next week. Get outside with Cindy. Coming up next. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.